0: Hello everyone, this is Mike with Modern DaVinci and welcome to another Modern DaVinci podcast. Today's podcast is a pretty exciting one because I think it's gonna relate to almost everybody that listens. It's about hiring and specifically, it's about a hiring process that I stumbled into about a decade ago, which changed the way uh, that our company did business, changed the way that our company found itself productive it really changed everything about our company and come to find out after years of working with some of the folks that we hired using this new process, we had hired some of the most talented engineers that you can find in our particular field. And even though I would stumbled into this hiring process just by nature of the work we were doing, come to find out this hiring process is kind of a secret that some of the top companies like Google and Apple and others use to hire outstanding talent. And so we wrote this blog post that you'll find on www.ModernDaVinci.net called Interview Secrets Top Companies Use to Hire Outstanding Talent. I highly encourage you to go read this post today. But while you're listening here right now let me give you just a few tips that we picked up over the years uh, and share with you some of those secrets that the top companies and the world used to hire outstanding talent because here's something that you probably already know you know that hiring a good employee is pretty easy but we're not looking for good employees we're looking for the best employees we're looking for those employees that are going to change our business for the better they're going to help our company succeed they're going to drive our company to succeed they're going to have the aptitude to learn new skills They're gonna have a solid character that eventually could turn them into great leaders for your organization. These are the A players. They solve the unsolvable problems. They jump in and help where help is needed. They're instrumental in driving new business. So the question here is, and the question that I struggled with a decade ago, was how do you consistently hire A players in your organization? And let me tell you how I stumbled into that. Our hiring process at the time that I worked at a very small company whose business it was to hack into other people's computers. We were professional hackers. It was, it was a fun job and, and we made, uh, made a lot of good hires in looking for these professional hackers, but they weren't the best. And it was because the, the hiring process that we started out with, and the one that I see employed all over is simply this. Number one, the company looks for whether the candidate has the skills that they need. And number two, the company looks for whether the candidate has the experience that they feel is necessary. And that's it. Managers, myself included, use this strategy to sift through resume after resume, looking for keywords and job titles that fit closely as possible to the position for which they're being hired. They look for years of experience, You know, if somebody has a year of experience, eh, they're probably not good enough. If they have 10 years, wow, that's great, you know, let's bring them on. 15 or 20 years, eh, we're a small company, they're probably going to cost too much. So you're looking for that sweet spot of skills, job titles, and years of experience. And if you find that, then you bring them in for an interview, you ask them a couple of ad hoc questions. There's the decision process, which is mostly a formality. Because at that point, you've really already decided whether you're going to bring them in uh, as a full-time employee. Now, if that sounds familiar, well, you're not alone. Again, this was the process that we used to hire people, uh, and this is the process that so many companies use. Come to find out, and I can tell you from experience, this is probably one of the worst ways to hire. So experience and skills, you know, they matter, but only to a small degree. And we didn't realize that when we stumbled into this new hiring process. We just knew that we were sort of getting B players. You know, they weren't the A players. They weren't the best and the brightest. They were they were okay. They got the job done, but they needed a lot of help and hand-holding. Uh, and what's worse, we found that they were starting to attract more B players. And worse, they were starting to attract the C players, the people that really didn't care about the job so much. They, uh, they saw the job posting online, they were just looking to make some money, they really could have cared less about our company or our mission or helping our customers. They just wanted to clock in and clock out. This was just a recipe for disaster. So we really ramped up our hiring process. We tried to find the best and the brightest. And we discovered as we were doing this, as we were looking for professional hackers, what we found were a lot of people that had the skills and they had the experience, but they had a terrible character and they had horrific ethics. See, these people, we'd, we'd interview them on the phone and they would tell us about how they had just tried to break into some government system or how they had just broken into somebody's personal computer and they could have stolen all of their identity. And, you know, for all we know, they probably did. These were not the kinds of employees that we wanted to have on staff. Yeah, they had the skills. Yeah, they had the experience. But they weren't putting it to good use. Their skills were impressive. Their character was not. I could not get them off the phone fast enough. We just couldn't bring these people in. We couldn't hire them. They they weren't going to be professionals. They were going to get themselves and our company into trouble. So we had to do something completely different. We realized that we couldn't find the skills and the experience with the character that we needed for our organization. So we created a test, and we called this the Hacker Aptitude Test, and this thing was awesome. It started off very minimal, we enhanced it over time, and what this Hacker Aptitude Test did was it looked for people that didn't necessarily have the experience, and maybe they had a minimal set of skills, But we were looking for people that had the aptitude to learn how to be a professional hacker. We wanted to find the people that could pick up the skills, pick up the requirements, hit the ground running, learn what they needed to learn, and basically get in there and do the job that the best of the best could do, but have the character and the ethical background that fit our company's needs. Come to find out, hiring for aptitude is one of the best ways that you can hire a new employee. And that's because there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, you're looking at their cognitive ability. You're looking at their ability to learn and their, their raw knowledge. Number two, you're looking at their ability to perform the type of work that they might perform on the job. And number three, when you're putting it in the form of a test, you're actually asking them some very structured interview questions, which is light years ahead of asking ad hoc interview questions. It allows you to measure and adjust your interview process to hone in on those A players and start to consistently find them time and time again. So I really encourage you to go look at the article on moderndavinci.net. Again, it's called Interview Secrets Top Companies Use to Hire Outstanding Talent. It's featured on the site, and we'll give you some more insight from some research that we did to tell you exactly why This hiring for aptitude process is the best way to go about hiring. And so now that you know that, the question might be, well, how do we create this aptitude test? How do we go about creating a test that can consistently bring in these these A players, the best and the brightest? So here it is. It's four easy steps. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and you're just going to list these four steps down. And after this podcast and after you've read the post on ModernDaVinci.net, You can go back to these four steps and you can fill in the blanks and after a little bit of work, you'll have a very basic version of your aptitude test that you can use to start quizzing your interview candidates and start teasing out the people with the skills and the experience and instead looking for people that have the aptitude to learn and do the best job that your company needs it to do. Number one, list your problems list the problems your company runs into on a daily basis list the problems your customers bring to you list the problems your engineers grapple with when you're when they're building your products list your problems list all the problems that you face just be as generic as possible don't list the problems you think your specific job title is going to need to solve list the problems of your company without these problems listed without these generic problems and understanding of what it is that your customers are asking you to do you really don't know who you're hiring again we're not hiring for specific skills and experience we're hiring for the aptitude to do a job that your company needs them to do we don't want to just find somebody that can be pigeonholed into say a software engineering position or a documentation position and never do anything else those are not the A players those are the B players They're gonna do their job and they're gonna do it well, but when you ask them to think outside the box or when you ask them to do something different, which you're gonna have to do in the future because your company's gonna change, they're not gonna be able to do it. They're gonna feel like they were hired for a specific position and it's not gonna be great. So list your problems, list your company's problems because this is going to be the basis for your aptitude test. It's gonna be the basis for your structured interview questions, and it's gonna be the basis for your entire hiring strategy. So that's it, number one, list your problems. Number two, list the problem-solving skills you're gonna require your candidate to have. So now, with step one, you've got a nice list of the problems that you're faced with on a daily basis. Now you need to think about the problem-solving skills that your interview candidates are going to need to have to assist you and your company in resolving these challenges. So you're going to want to be careful with this one because you're not just going to list raw skills like, I need my employee to know how to use Microsoft Office, or I need my employee to be able to program in Java. That's too specific. That's not a problem-solving skill. That's that's an actual skill. That's a raw skill. And we're not hiring for raw skill. We're hiring for aptitude. What you want to list is problem-solving skills such as persistence, or out-of-the-box thinking, or drive, or ability to find new information quickly, or flexibility, etc, etc. The reason we're taking this different approach to finding required problem-solving skills is that if you ask your candidates for specific skill sets like knows how to use Microsoft Office, you're going to get that. But you're not going to get the candidates who know how to solve your problems using faster or better or cheaper methods. You're not going to get the candidates who can find problems or solutions to the problems that you have existing solutions that you don't have to go and solve and spend money and time doing you're not going to get candidates who can think independently or take appropriate risks or drive forward to get the job done that's why we want a list of very generic problem solving skills that map to your problems as a company okay number three you've got the problems that your company faces now you've got a list of problem solving skills that they need to have in order to solve those problems So now you need to map these skills, those problem-solving skills that you found in number two. Map them to specific questions. This is where we begin the development of your interview, your structured interview, and your aptitude test. So for our hacker aptitude test, we went searching for Mensa-type puzzles, right? IQ-type questions that represented uh, the kind of thinking that we needed for computer hackers. For your aptitude test, Use the listed problems that you came up with in in step one and think about abstract questions you can ask candidates that will give you a good feeling for whether or not they'll be able to solve your problems. More importantly, ask them questions that will give you a good feeling for whether they're going to be able to solve these types of problems that your company can throw at them in the future, the unknown problems that that your company will face. Are they gonna have the ability to learn? Are they gonna have the ability to use their raw knowledge to solve unknown problems in the future? Okay, so that's number three. Number four, this is where you create your test. You've got your problems listed from step one. You've got your problem solving skills that you require listed in step two. You've mapped those problem solving skills to questions in step three. And now you're gonna pull it all together into a test and here's what I would recommend your test look like. It's gonna have multiple sections. Number one, let's have a section with skills type questions, all right? You're gonna to want to find out whether your candidate has some basic skills that you're going to need. Even though we've talked about hiring for aptitude, understanding the skills that your candidate has is an important piece of this puzzle, and so you're gonna want a section that, that analyzes that. For our Hacker Aptitude Test, we had a section that just asked about general computer programming knowledge, computer architecture skills, things of that nature. You're going to have questions unique to the skills for which you're hiring. Find out what they already know, basically. Section two of your Aptitude Test is going to be Cognitive Ability. This is where you need to find out whether your candidate can solve general complicated problems it's kind of an iq test a little bit you can look actually for some iq test like questions or some mensa questions or those fun puzzle problems uh, that you see crypto quips in the newspaper uh, crossword puzzles um, math problems and so on section three this is problem solving these are the, the questions that you listed in step three that are gonna prove that they have the ability to solve the types of problems that are related to your work. And section four, these are sort of experience questions. Section four, you're gonna wanna get to the bottom of the experience that they've had in the past and how this relates to your specific job requirements. And finally, any structured interview questions. Any, when when I say structured interview questions, I mean any interview questions that you want to ask all of your candidates to be able to compare across all of your candidates. Questions that you're, going to get asked, uh, that you're going to ask them and each of your candidates to find out uh, what they're all about, how they work, when they get frustrated, what they do about it. These are behavioral or situational type questions that you're going to ask of all of your candidates. Now, this is your basic test outline, so we're recommending these five sections here. Again, the first section is a skills test. The second section is an IQ type test of cognitive ability. The third section is a problem-solving section. The fourth section are questions about their experience. And the fifth section are structured interview questions. And we're going to weight these sections. So you've got a lot of questions in each of these, I'm sure. We're going to weight these sections accordingly because certain aspects of this interview test, of this aptitude test, are going to be more important than others. For section one, the skills section, you're going to want to keep this to about 15% of the total test score, or less. For section two, the IQ portion, you wanna weigh this over 25%. This is very important, their ability to learn and their ability to process information. Section three, problem solving, you want this to be over 25%. These are work-related skills. These are work-related problems that they're showing you they know or don't know how to solve. Weight it high, weight it over 25%. Experience questions, not as important. Again, I'd say less than 15% here. Yeah, their experience matters, but really you're looking at their ability to do your job, not their ability to do jobs they've done in the past. And finally, the structured interview questions section. This is very important, behavioral and situational type questions. We're gonna weigh the whole section, the structured interview questions at over 25%. And that's it, that's your test. Put your test together, give it to your interview candidates, Ask them the structured interview questions. Score all of your candidates. And then really take a deep look at whether you think this is working and how you can refine it to hire better candidates in the future. I'll tell you this. Having gone through the steps above, you should now have a very solid framework for a new interview process that lands you the best and the brightest. It's going to take some upfront work. It's going to take some planning. It's going to take thought and development. But we've given you the outline here. Now's the time to go back and go through uh, those four steps and build your aptitude test, build your interview questions, and start bringing on some great employees. We really hope this has been helpful to you. We would love your feedback. You can email us at info at moderndavinci.net. You can find us on www.moderndavinci.net. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you enjoyed our post, the article that went along with this called Interview Secrets Top Companies Use to Hire Outstanding Talent, please leave a comment, please share it with your friends, and please consider subscribing and becoming a free Modern Da Vinci member where we will give you articles and podcasts and videos and other tools like this on a weekly basis to help you grow your business and become a world class leader. So with that, I wish you massive growth and success. Thank you again for listening, and we will catch you again next week. Take care.